This episode is brought to you by Major Spoilers VIP members. VIP stands for very important people, and their small monthly contributions ensure that this podcast remains free for all of you. If you would like to become a bronze, silver, or gold VIP member, go to members.majorspoilers.com for more information. I sure do thank you for your support. Now, here's your show. The Major Spoilers podcast covers news, reviews, and of course spoilers, and goes into detail about the topics discussed. So, if you haven't read, listened, or watched the items they talk about, you might want to come back later. I'm Matthew. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm Steven, and you're listening to the Major Spoilers podcast, the podcast for pop culture and comic fans. In this Issue nine years in, still going strong. Just don't ask us which Star Wars movie is actually first. Daredevil comes to a crossroads. Steven gets a gig with a sideshow. And Venture makes a big return at Image Comics. Plus, which hero is totally awesome? Where are the digital comics headed next? And what happened to that wolf kid? Look, we know you love comics, and we do too, so we're all going to set out on year two together. Year ten together. That's even better, because the Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. Welcome to issue 631 of the Major Spoilers Podcast. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing this podcast with a friend. And thank you so much for using the Amazon link to make your purchases. If you use that uh, link over at Major Spoilers to make your purchase, a little bit comes back our way and allows us to do shows like this for God, nine years. Keep the site running for nine years. I know, right? That's freaky. Yeah, so uh, this week we turn uh, nine years old. Major Spoilers turns nine years old. We'll talk about that later in the show. But first, let's talk about the totally awesome Hulk number one. Woo! Totally awesome, dude. It was like either that or it was like, whoa, brah, the Hulk. Was the so it's, it's pretty much that this is Amadeus Cho, right? Maul, is it? That's who, uh, that's who everybody is saying that it is. The little uh, mohawk thing mm. is uh, right up the uh, Amadeus Cho alley. Does Amadeus I Cho don't. have a fake arm or something? No. Okay. Yeah, that is interesting that the arm is also yeah, obscure. The, the face and the arm. So his arm is a spoiler. Well, no, because that would be on his back. Shut up. <laughs> Just shut did up. You, did you seriously, nine years in, make a spoiler joke? Well, he brought it up. Damn it. Uh, so what do, you, what do you think about this uh, totally awesome Hulk idea? We don't know who it is, but it, seems, thing- like, it seems like right now Marvel is trying to... Uh, Shake them, some things up and shake people up by saying, hey, Miles Morales is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Now here's somebody else who's going to be the Hulk. And we've got, uh, what's her name? The Doctor is the Thor and Iron Man is still a dick and all these kinds of things. Yeah, but now there's a pink Iron Man lady. Oh, is there a right. pink Iron Man lady? Well, Pepper Potts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Iron Lady. Uh, I, I'm really sort of fine with it. I mean, for a long time, Marvel was throwing away all of their adjectives and now they're adjecting the death out of us so that all of the books have a new title all new and all different is starting to get tired i can't wait for totally awesome uncanny hulk in a couple of weeks that'd be cool totally awesome uncanny hulk versus avengers <laughs> mighty avengers yes the uh, bombastic defenders the slightly incontinent ant may number one i don't know it seems like this stuff about the Spider-Man and then this totally awesome Hulk and everything. People are like really upset about it. It's like, what, what are they doing to Marvel? What are they doing now? And it's like, it is, it is interesting because 
unlike DC Comics, which just at some point decided to buy into the legacy thing, they were like, we're not going to mess with Superman or Batman, generally speaking, but everyone else is going to be a new, completely different person at some point. Right. 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 Marvel had been pretty resistant to that. I mean, you had kind of these brief periods during which is like, well, uh, that Spider-Man's clone is actually doing it, but eh, that's not going to stick around. Um, But generally speaking, Iron Man is Tony Stark. Um, Generally speaking, Thor is Thor. And it seems that recently Marvel's like, well, let's start doing the legacy thing actually pretty hardcore. I I suppose it's... We have yet to see how long that lasts, Mm -hmm. but it's interesting. It's interesting that really across more and more titles, we're seeing this happen. Yeah. There was no internet in 1987 when Wally West took over for Barry Allen. So we don't really know, well, I know vaguely what the response from the fans was. I mean, people were mad even then. And now if you look at it, people are like, where's my Wally West? I want my Wally West. Wally West is the best Flash. The internet has just become an echo chamber for people to shout out their ideas and for people to jump on board. Back in the day, if we went to a comic shop on any given Wednesday or Tuesday or Thursday or Friday, whatever day your comic book shop uh, got in your comics, sure, if you wanted to go every day. But you may have 20 people in the shop that you could go, I hate Wally West. And you get, uh, you know, 15 people going, yeah, yeah, man, I agree with you. I hate Wally West, too. And then you got the four or five people that are like. I kind of like him. I think he's cute. I, like I hate Wally West and his stupid red outfit with those golden wings on the... Oh, wait. No, that's the same outfit, isn't it? Yeah, it's similar. I, I think that, for me, this is Marvel's new thing. For a long time, it was the old guy with a new suit. Right. You know, And now they're putting new people into it. And in a New lot people of cases, into the old suit. Yeah in, yeah. in a lot of cases, it helps. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's fun. It makes for good stories. I mean, it, it, yeah, sure, certainly it can. Uh, what's the new? The Amazing Spider-Man is coming out. Uh, they, uh, it hasn't been. I guess it's been semi-officially released by Marvel. Somebody accidentally slipped out a bunch of the uh, 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 solicitations that are coming out. I think next week. Mm-hmm. Next week is the first. Eight, oh no! So it, no, I don't think they'd have solicitations out next week. This week. Not right ahead of the Comic Con, but I mean, maybe it's going to be at the announcement at Comic Con. But it's uh, basically Peter Parker. Uh, Spider-Man, and he's going to uh, Shanghai to run Parker Industries that uh, that Doc Ock set up mm-hmm. when he was the uh, Superior, Superior Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And people are all freaked out about that. But it's like, what do you guys want? People were just complaining about Miles Morales being Spider-Man, and now they're upset because Peter Parker is going to go run this industry and basically pull a Gotham Inc. Um, you know, being Spider-Man and Peter Parker you know, super industrialist. Yeah. So I don't know. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing that people, there, cause there aren't enough genius industrialists in this, in the Marvel. Marvel yes, exactly. Here's the Everybody thing. Everybody before 1977, with the exception of Luke Cage is a genius industrialist. If people are really, really bothered by this. And if you are that I'm great, I'm glad you have that much passion about the topic, but it struck me as I was starting to see some of these things come out. Uh, there's a phrase that Stan Lee would use and talk to other people at Marvel. About. <laughs> he would say, I don't want change. I want the illusion of change. Mm. And I think that's what we're getting here. We're going to sure. see a lot of the same stuff, sure. but it just looks like it's different. Is that, is that right? I mean, is that, is that what you think is going on here? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, if you really think about it, 
Um, the Hulk is... I mean, if people are constantly being turned into the Hulk because of radiation, yeah, I mean, holy crap, everybody would be a Hulk. Right, right. I mean, it's like, I can, I can obviously see the argument with Thor because of the initial conceit of right, the comic. Right, He, you know, whomsoever holds this hammer, if they be worthy, will have the power of Thor. Right. Sure. That somebody else can be Thor because the hammer says so. Yep. But the Hulk is like this weird industrial accident. Mm-hmm. It's like it it's not a mantle. He doesn't even wear clothes. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like there how do are you ten Hulks? I know that. That's what that's that's what I'm talking about. It's like for some things it makes sense. When the thing is a costume, and I don't mean mm-hmm. the thing. Right, right. When when what you're passing along is a costume. It makes sense <laughs> mm-hmm. right. when what you're passing along is a strange and kind of unrelated set of powers. It makes a lot less sense. Yeah. You know, it's like the Fantastic Four are an organization to a certain mm-hmm. degree. So it makes sense when the She-Hulk joins the Fantastic yep. Four or when a whole new group of characters are the Fantastic Four for a while because they're a team. It's like the Avengers. You can have a rotating cast of Avengers. Mm-hmm. But to have like any time there's a new Hulk, I'm like, uh, why?" And it's not loyalty to to Bruce Banner the right, Hulk. Right. It's not anything like that. I just think it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Everybody in the Marvel universe is going to have powers eventually. I guess like I I've seen episodes of Agents of Smash. Yes, yeah. it's just not. not I'm, good. I'm not a. I'm not a big fan of Agents of Smash. No. Well, here's the thing. Whatever comic book you first appeared in, whoever the superhero lead was, you will have their powers eventually. Yeah. Everyone who appeared in the first issue of Hulk in 1961, who is still alive, is now or has been at some point in the history a Hulk. Betty yeah. Ross is Red She-Hulk. Yeah. Uh, his cousin General is Ross She-Hulk. Is Red General Hulk. Ross is Red Hulk. Rick yeah. is the, the people. The people and was in previously the previously a Hulk. The yeah. people in the cafeteria serving them. <laughs> oh, no, they're dead. They died from radiation poisoning. The, the leader was supposedly there, and the leader is now sort of a big brain hulk. Yeah. You know, it's so, a thing. Yeah. It's it, just, yeah, just keep this in mind. It's just a thing. Sure. And if it's a, if it's a positive thing, great. If it's not a positive thing, it'll get switched back. And even if it is a positive thing, it'll, it'll probably yeah, it'll get, get switched, switched back. back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, when it when it comes to Marvel, they are interested in telling stories, especially now that no one's ever told before. Mm-hmm. And as we see with, you know, Bucky's back from the dead after 20, 50 years of being told you can't bring Bucky back from the dead. Some work, as with Peter Parker taking off his mask because it's never been done before. Some don't. And mm-hmm. they retcon them away and they never happened. Yeah. In, in, along with all marriages. Yeah. Yep. Anything else you want to add? All marriages mm. never happened. Dan DiDio said so. That's over at DC. Nope, you and I are not married, Stephen. Oh, thank goodness. Not to each other. <laughs> I would have murdered you. And no, not to each other. <laughs> oh. That still holds. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> so here's something that's interesting that happened. I'm not, I'm not really sure all the details about this or how this works. But two publishers this week, uh, DC Comics and Image Comics, have announced agreements with two different digital partners, uh, DC Comics working with Hoopla Digital at HooplaDigital.com, and Image Comics working with uh, Trajectory Incorporated to bring digital comics into libraries. Now, I don't know how how this quite works. I should have talked to my mom when she was here the other day because I think she has something with the Kindle where you can go into a library and you can read 
digital versions of the book or you can check them out from the library onto oh, your digital your Kindle? on your Kindle yeah, or other cool. device and then it expires after a certain number of days and then you can go back mm-hmm. and check it out again. Your Kindle explodes. Your Kindle explodes. <laughs> yeah, Windows does that. They also can check out audiobooks like that. Oh, so it does work with with regular digital ebooks then, right? Yeah. Okay, so then this is what's going to happen with uh, comic books. So we're going to see DC books, image books getting into uh, libraries around the world, including the United States, United Kingdom, Spain, Germany, India, South America. Through sorry, the tr- Tennessee. Yeah, sorry, Tennessee. Not uh, offer not valid in uh, in Utah. All fifty states. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I, what do you think of this? I think it's great. Uh, I've always thought that public libraries are great, and the fact that digital copies mean that they're never out of of stock. Yeah, makes exactly. It even greater. I mean, yeah, no wait what, list. Yeah, when it comes down to it, making these things available to people are what libraries have always done. And I think that especially when it comes to the kind of comics that can be either educational or enriching in terms of a narrative. I noticed that the Sandman is is very prominent in the DC announcement. Mm-hmm. These are the things that people want to read, and I think that more people getting access to them, especially access through their library can only mean good things both for the comics industry and for, you know, the future of the comics industry in terms of both sales and people growing up and saying, hey, you know what? Now I'm going to write this book that I used to read when I was a kid in the library. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, it's, I think it's cool. Yeah. I, I, I just wish, I don't know, I do people, I mean, obviously people still go to the library. Yes. Oh. I mean, my son goes to the library quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he goes at you right now, dude. He goes to the, well, I would like to have Carl, you know, write in and, and, or at least use the podcast posting page about, are people using the library as much as they used to 15 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago? Um, and how have libraries changed? I've been a reference librarian for like 15 years. So okay. But, but how have libraries changed to meet the demand of ebooks and uh, other distracting devices like video games, like iPods, iPads, and this kind of uh-huh. stuff. But it seems like this is something that libraries are doing to bring people back in. Mason uh, goes to the library and he plays, uh, in addition to going and checking out books, uh, he goes in and he plays Minecraft there because they have Minecraft tournaments set up there. Yeah, my my nephews check out video games from the library all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm just, I'm curious to see if if people still use the library as much as maybe we perceive they did 30 years ago. Cause I know that my library that I grew up with, uh, they had actually had to move to a bigger building. The old building was, I think it was a Rockefeller or one of those foundation mm-hmm. buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, that was built in like 1902 or something like that. Right. Great old library. It's still there, but it's yeah. just not the, you know, they, most of the books have disappeared in favor of a computer terminal mm-hmm. or something else. So I'm just yeah. curious. Well, I know that I, work right across the street from a library and that place is pretty much busy all the hours of business. That's good. I mean, I, yeah, I get in there pretty early in the morning and I leave in the evening and they are always full. There's always traffic, even on like Thursdays when nobody does anything. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. nobody does anything on Thursdays. It's the rule. Anything else about the digital comics coming to libraries that you guys want to talk about? Uh, I think it's a smart idea. It's a smart idea for, yeah the publishers to play ball with this. I think it would be easy for them to be like, what? This is our comics to people for free? That is what we hate. Well, <laughs> we may, with San Diego Comic-Con coming up next week, we may hear something from one of the publishers, from one of the uh, digital publishers out there, 
who mm. are talking about possibly going to a digital subscription service where, I mean, there's already like with Comixology, I can go and subscribe to Flash and every month when the new Flash comic comes out, it gives me $2.99 and I buy it. But as we've seen with Marvel Unlimited, uh, and I think Marvel is the only one that's done it, where you can go in and you get, you pay your monthly fee and you have access to 150,000 comics in their back catalog. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. back catalog is six months behind. I think mm. we may see uh, somebody make an announcement about that at San Diego. Uh-huh. About but you can go read your X-Force. You can go and read, you know, um, a digital distributor will say, hey, if you want to get the latest and greatest, you're still going to have to pay the cover price on the book. And then a month later or two months later, it'll drop in uh, in price. But if you don't mind waiting six months, you pay us 40 bucks a year and you get access to everything in our catalog. That's nice. Now, that's going to make some bigger publishers upset because there may be people that are like, yeah, I can wait six months. Here's 40 bucks. Sure. And I'll wait and read Secret Wars uh, in uh, summer of 2016. Sure. But those publishers are getting some money. I would hope so. They would get some cut of it. But again, some money is better than no money, right? Well, yeah. You figure that whoever is licensing those comics is paying them. So they are getting paid for whatever copies they have. Mm-hmm. to be out in those digital things. Is it going to be the same as me buying a book for five ninety nine? God, I hope not, because that's way too much, Marvel. Yeah, there's some books coming out next week that are be four ninety nine, five ninety nine books. I'm so enjoying these DCU titles with the new number ones that are mostly, not all, many of them are two ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still two ninety nine books, and I like that. I wish yep. there were, you know, a buck ninety nine books or you know, yeah. 250 books, but it seems like for smaller publishers, they have stuck around the 350 yeah. to 399 as our break even point. Places like Dynamite and Dark Horse mm-hmm. uh, seem to stick in that range. There are a few uh, some image publishers books that still run 299. Yeah, there are some, especially if you get them in the DRM free um, edition that they have, the digital edition, you can get those a buck off the print price. So Image does a really good job of that. Um, but man, when you have to go and say, hey, I really want to read the latest issue of blank from this publisher and it's like 499 it's like man i could do so much more with that 499 yeah like Like become a major spoilers vip like buy a thing matthew what's this major spoilers vip thing why when i was a boy a vip no that's entirely different major spoilers vip these are the people who are the awesome people some of the awesome people are silver members some are bronze some are gold but basically they are all helping us to do what we do every day of the week uh sometimes twice on sundays depending on what time it is yeah so for a small (laughs) monthly contribution yes right two dollars five dollars ten dollars a month for the cost of a marvel comic book you can get (laughs) uh tens of hours hundreds of hours of entertainment and ensure that that entertainment continues to flow from major spoilers as we move into year 10 and we could use your help. The more, the better, the more, the merrier and the more people that do it. How would you like to hear this show live (gasps) on a Tuesday night on your iPod or on your computer or in your car or on your Xbox or on your Roku device? You might hear how we are less than really are. We are less than 400 people away from making that happen. You'll hear us, you'll hear us before Steven applies the filters that make us sound uh, (laughs) like humans and not a bunch of squirrels standing on each other's shoulders. And we've got, I mean, actually sounds like Wally Cox and I sound remarkably like Harvey Firestein. You know, we have equipment costs, we have equipment repairs, we have to constantly keep things up and working so that we can get these things out to you and sometimes things work and sometimes they don't. Uh, But uh, being able to dip into a reserve to pull up some money for a new microphone or a, 
um, a new computer or whatever that's needed is certainly helpful. And of course, we use uh, Major Spoilers VIP funds to make sure that the servers stay up and running, pay for our awesome service at Rackspace. Holy cow, these guys are awesome. Yeah. Today, it was just like, uh, there was a problem with the site this morning. And so I was like, okay, is this going to fix itself or do I need to call Rackspace? Eh, better call Rackspace. Hey, Siri, call Rackspace. Calling Rackspace on the speakerphone. (laughs) I call in. I said, uh, yeah, let me talk to my Linux support team, please. One moment, Mr. Schleicher. Hi, this is awesome Rackspace Linux support guy. How can I help you? And I was like, oh, Stephen, major spoilers. He's oh, I was just about to call you. Nice. That is how good the service is, mm-hmm. where yeah. they are proactive in their attempts to uh, reach out to us and to make sure that things work. And he's like, well, why don't we do this, this, and this? What do you think? These are my recommendations. These are the things that we see happening as a trend. We can do this, this, and this to your site and make it work faster and all this stuff. And boom, that's how it's done. Nice. Wow. And we're able to nice. afford that better customer service from, from Rackspace thanks to our Major Spoilers VIPs. Sign up, members.majorspoilers.com. Yep. Uh, but, you know, WordPress over the years has given us a lot of problems, ups and downs, it, ins and outs. And it's not necessarily WordPress's fault. From a content management system, WordPress does a fine job. Right. Uh, it's oftentimes the plugins and the enhancements that we want to use that um, don't quite work together that cause a lot of the problems. And one of the things that we use, we use a, a plugin uh, to do all of our scheduling. Um, it's just an editorial calendar kind of thing, project management kind of thing. And it works really well, but it doesn't quite work in our system the way it should. Mm-hmm. I think it's conflicting with another plugin or it's conflicting with something else on the site to where it gets buggy and slow and laggy or it doesn't spit out stuff the way it should. And so I'm looking for ways to fix that. And thanks to, and I don't know his name, I don't have it here in front of me, but he runs a website called too much They have a podcast uh, where they talk about pop culture and different kinds of things. And uh, over the weekend, I said, hey, I need some help trying to figure this out. And he reached out to me and said, well, here's a sample. Would this work for you? And he kind of pointed me in the right direction and, and got things rolling. And I've got it. I think I've got it about 75% of the way there. Mm. But I need some help with people who understand the uh, Google Forms and Google Calendar scripting languages, or I guess it's Google Docs scripting language. Um, what I'm having a problem with is pulling some data from a field and putting it into the right spot on Google Calendar. Right. I've got it pulling the important information out because Rodrigo and Matthew have both tested it, but it's missing some nuanced stuff that would make this 100% perfect. So if one of our listeners out there understands these kinds of things and can help me out, yep. I would certainly appreciate it. You can reach if out to us. If you understand the binary language of moisture evaporators podcast at majorspoilers.com. That's where I want you to reach out. And here's the deal. Whoever ends up helping me out is if we get this to work correctly, I will give the code away and everything away for free so that other people can benefit as they're trying to create their own scheduling systems. Essentially what I've created is a Google form and you go into the form and you fill it out and then it moves that stuff over to the uh, Google calendar so that it's shared by everybody and everybody can see it. Cool. So I think it's kind of cool and it works really well. Come here, you. We have a special surprise guest. Uh-oh. You know, this person was not around when Major Spoiler started nine years ago. How old no. are you? How old are you? Four. Four? Are you sure? Well, what are you doing up this late, little four-year-old? Um, my mom said I could go in her bed. Well, but she didn't say come downstairs. Yeah, because 
Mojo just scared me. Mojo is our cat. Scared oh. him. But he scared me. All right, give me a hug. Oh, I love you, buddy. Oh, scared right, by a go kitty. to bed. So yes, Bye. there are two interruptions that we have in this show quite regularly lately. One of them is from our new cat. Mm-hmm. The other one is from the sidekick. Yeah. It is great, though, because when they're together, it's great to get this running commentary on what the cat is doing from yes. the sun. He's going to be a great play-by-play artist one of these days. We took him to see Inside Out, and he sat through that whole movie. That's oh, good. Wow. And loved the entire thing. I thought he was going to be restless and jumping around and bored. He sat through the whole thing. was really good. Uh, came home. He said he liked it a lot. I tried to get a recording of him talking about um, the movie. But he is so, I guess, media shy that uh-huh. he, as soon as he knows something's being recorded, yeah. he like clams up. But like for five minutes after I left, he went off and gave a whole rundown of the movie and what worked and what didn't work and why he <laughs> liked it and all this stuff. So wow. kids these days. Uh, so back to the scheduling system. It uses a Google form, feeds everything to Google calendars. I just need some tweaking done to that script. If you know how to do it, reach out to me at podcast at yeah. majorspoilers.com. Thank you to too much scrolling.com for the initial help on that. If you speak bocce, we'll take your accompanying R2 unit. Oh, no, it's going to be the uh, R5 unit with a bad motivator. That's all we can afford. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Owen! <laughs> this scheduling system has a bad motivator. <laughs> I'm not going to do nothing. I'm not going to get up this morning. Nothing can get me out of bed today. He's not motivated. Hmm. I get it. A bad Let us, motivator. Let's do some reviews. All right. Little looser show this week, uh, just because this is our week before our birthday, going into a holiday yeah. weekend. Uh, little loser show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a what? Looser uh, show. Looser little loser show. show. Looser the show. Looser show. Um, I can't tell the plus, difference. Plus, we haven't gotten oh, Zach back. You know, they haven't nice. replaced his hard drive yet. You're not nice at all. Yeah, he's out of town doing a family thing. So uh, this week, I've got a book in from Inside Editions. They've been sending us a lot of stuff lately. Inside uh, Editions uh, is a pretty good uh, publisher out of Rafa- San Rafael, California. And they've printed out some good books. They've uh, printed, if you've watched the Finally Friday show, they're the ones that are behind the um, uh, little notebooks that I've been showing off. They have some of the poster books that are really cool. They sent me this book called Inside the Sideshow Studio. And I thought this was going to be a, a bigger book. I thought this was going to be a kind of a big coffee table book right. that would be full of pictures from Sideshow collectibles, really showing off what they do on the inside and really showing off the thing. This is um, maybe a little bit bigger than an iPad as far as the when it's closed up. But the book kind of walks you through the Sideshow studios, the people that make those fantastic statues and action figures and, and everything that they do. And they just have – it's just a book full of pictures. So there's no people in here, which is the odd part, but they just walk you through the entire studio. It's very well done. They talk about some of the different areas. So if you want to see what their shooting studio looks like, if you want to see what their model shop looks like, if you want to see what the CEO's office looks like, you can check it out in this book. And every page, of course, is filled with merchandise that they've created. So you can see just sitting around the offices, statues, you can see uh, pictures and art and all these different things that they have out there. And it's a, it's a nice little book if you're really into sideshow collectibles and you really, really like what they're doing. Maybe if you're just into photography, this might be a good book for you to look at and see how they do interior, um, what's it called? Just interiors uh, shots mm-hmm. uh, because it's really well done from that perspective. It's a hardback book that is, what is the price on this thing? They sent me the info here. 128 pages, 24.95. It's out and available now. 
Um, I'm going to give it, you know, four slices of meatloaf. It's, uh, it's a good book. It's very pretty. It's light on content because it's, you know, they, they're not going to go into paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs of, about what you're seeing in this picture. They're just like, for example, here's this, here's this area of the studio. Here's why we designed it this way. Bada bing, bada boom, one paragraph, you're done. And then you can go into pages and pages of just pictures from that area of the waxworks or from wherever. So it's a good book. It's worth picking up if you're a Sideshow Collectibles uh, fan. If you're not a Sideshow Collectibles fan, maybe you're not into photography, you may want to skip this book. But uh, if you're wanting something different, and you could put this on your coffee yeah, table. Yeah, and this is, like, the thing is, is even if you're not that into it, if you're looking for a uh, manageable coffee table book, maybe this you is have, probably maybe you don't, it. Maybe you don't live in a, maybe you're in an apartment and you only have a little uh, side table. Yeah. It's this is like a good side table book. If... If Hyrule Historia crushed your uh, coffee table and you're looking for an attractive coffee table book that is not going to make your floorboards crack. Break the budget or break your table. Right. Or break your back. Maybe this is for you. I think it is. So four slices out of meatloaf. Go check them out. It's Insight Editions. You can find this on Amazon in the uh, using the link over at Majorspoilers.com. So there you go. Just a real quick rundown there. Uh, Matthew, what do you have? I like comic books, Stephen. Good. And I read them. And one of the ones that I read this week, uh, that's grammatically incorrect. I wonder if her is talking about us. Uh, Daredevil number 16 from Marvel Comics, nearing the end of Mark Wade and Chris Samney's very long and, and storied run on the character. And here's the first thing you need to know. Are you ready? Okay. Daredevil's new costume is the greatest costume in the world. Thank you. Uh, uh, as you may know, Daredevil uh, came clean. Secret identity is now known to everyone in the world, including the people that he defends in court. I thought that was the thing with the uh, like the very beginning of this run. People were it's like, aren't there. you Daredevil? And he's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Now he's saying, no, I am Daredevil. Oh, okay. To the point where he walks into court a couple issues ago, walks into court in his new costume which, by the way, is designed to work in court, which is beautiful, and says, Daredevil for the defense. Really? Yes. Uh, they've moved to San Francisco, of course. You may remember that uh, several months ago. And, of course, he's faked Foggy Nelson's death. But since they've been in San Francisco, something strange has been happening, and someone weird has been tracing Daredevil's activities, as well as the activities of Foggy and his friend Kristen, who is his new law practice partner. So, uh, last issue ended... On critical hit? Oh, sorry. Last issue on critical hit? No, shut up. Last issue ended with Matt making a deal with a metaphorical devil in that he is technically a devil himself in a literal sense. And he has gone to see the kingpin mm. to make a deal with the kingpin. Yeah. And the deal that he puts forth is really, really shocking. I mean, this is weird stuff, but it's beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. Chris Samney knocks this one out of the park. It's the first time ever in the history of Daredevil kingpin confrontations. They're both wearing equally immaculately tailored suits, for one thing. The new Daredevil costume is a three-piece suit with gloves and boots and a utility belt. It's amazing. And Murdoch is making this deal with the kingpin. And, of course, we have the wide shot of kingpin looking out the window and looking and glowering. And they cut to Matt, and of course, Matt is blind. So he's looking 
kind of off screen because he doesn't know necessarily what's around him. He's not looking at anything. It's gorgeous. Throughout this whole confrontation, Matt and the kingpin are arguing and taking each other's measure. And as the that bit of the story ends, it seems the kingpin may actually be biting. And Matt has a plan that may mean the end of Matt Murdock. There's Attorney at law? Attorney at law entirely. Or just uh, Matt Murdock entirely. The is, end of Matt Murdock as a thing. Is he going to become Daredevil with Matt Murdock as the disguise? I don't know. Maybe he could put on a rubber Matt Murdock mask. Ooh. Um, there's also some stuff with the owl's daughter, who, by the way, has her own superpowers. Uh, an older superhero in the Marvel Universe has turned heel and is trying to kill Daredevil. I don't want to spoiler all this because it's a really good issue. And it all comes together at the end and you realize, holy carp, this is more things than we ever thought it was going to be. So there's a, a big twist near the end and then there's a couple of guest appearances. And the whole thing ends with a ninja. A killer ninja. Wearing what seems to be a combination of Daredevil's red and yellow costumes. It's amazing. And also Foggy Nelson may be dead. So that's fun. This is a really strong issue. The art is just amazing. And the only real weaknesses with it in it, to me, the nature of the deal is one of those just it's, it's a game changer. It's a game breaker, which means if they go through with it, everything we know about Daredevil changes. If they don't go through with it, then they set up this really wild thing. And then it turned out to be a massive, you know, swerve like Vince McMahon was running Daredevil. So I'm really worried now about where this is going to go, which it probably shouldn't. But it does kind of affect the way I think about this issue. I'm now I've got anxiety figuring out what's going to happen next. So that's kind of good. Three and a half slices of meatloaf. This is well above average. It's a really good book. I want you to go. I want you to read it just to see Daredevil's awesome new costume. This is out uh, last week? Last week, last yeah. uh, Wednesday. Okay, cool. On the, the whatever the last Wednesday was. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thank you, Matthew. And Rodrigo, what do you have? All right. I have Adventure number one from Action Lab. Oh, yeah. I like their stuff. Yeah, Action Lab is fun. They're good times. Yeah. They have actually kind of two different, depending on which kind of fun you like, they have like mm -hmm. the real... All audiences friendly stuff, and sure. then they have like Zombie Tramp and Puppet Master and all that other stuff, which sure. may not be as kid friendly. In fact, it's not kid friendly. Right. Still fun. Still fun. Uh, venture number one. Yeah, this is somewhere in the middle of that. Um, mm. So, venture number one is the story of two people. One, an enormous glowing history teacher who has superpowers. Mm. And it tries to help people, but tries to keep his identity a secret. And the other, a journalist who um, may be on to him um, and is basically looking for that big scoop. Um, this book is interesting. Like it's, it's really interesting, not just from what's going on in the plot, but there's just something about it that's like really weird and off. Yeah. To me. Um like for example, um the at the very beginning, one of the characters um foils a, a bank robbery mm -hmm. and then goes into the security room 
and pulls out the tape of the robbery from a VCR. Mm-hmm. And then later on, two characters have a conversation about VCRs and about like the little blinky thing. And I just look at this comic and I'm like, when was this written? Uh, that like, is a good question because if I remember correctly, this is an older series that Jamal Eigel had been working on with, was it Jay Farber, I think? Uh, Jay Farber and Jamal Engel. Yeah, this may be... And James Brown on colors. Uh, I'd have to go back and look because Venture used to be a series that was published. Then it went away and now it's back at Action Comics. Do you think it's being reprinted or relaunched? I don't know. I know we wrote about it on the Major Spoilers website and up uh it's being republished so this is a republished oh uh, okay well that makes yes. a lot more sense really published like, by image comics in 2003 it lasted for four issues yep. and now it may go a little longer okay that makes a lot of sense because there's some like really kind of weirdly dated stuff in here and mm. i'm like and, and you know uh, reading a lot of comics right. like we do here yes um you're just like now we were like too far into it, like too paranoid about stuff like that. It's like, mm-hmm. is it going to reveal that this is a world that got stuck in 1999? <laughs> like, is that a thing? Like now I'm old enough that 1999 was long enough ago that you can write a comic that's set in 1999 and things are actually different. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm like, this is super weird. Everybody's like, wearing flannel. Well, and they are, they are. Characters are wearing flannel in yeah, this. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, the the main character has super long hair and he's wearing flannel. And I'm like, when was this written? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but aside from that, aside from my own kind of uh, over analysis of things, um, this looks interesting. Uh, you know, it's so hard, honestly, nowadays to make a superhero book that grabs my interest at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen so many superhero stories. I've seen... The big two uh, reinvent and subvert themselves so many times. And I've seen so many uh, things just like popping up and they're like, oh, here's a reimagining or a deconstruction or a celebration or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like a straightforward superhero thing, but it's like so kind of diagonal to the whole thing. Mm. Like the main character, like the main superhero in it doesn't wear a costume. He's trying to be careful about doing things and only kind of if he hears about them kind of stuff. Interesting. Um, I, I don't know. It's weird. Like when I say it out loud, when I say this is a comic about a superhero who develops a relationship with a journalist, like we've seen that a thousand times. Right. In in every kind of possible way, oh, yeah. not just a relationship between a superhero and a journalist. Like basically the baseline is a superhero that secretly is or like a journalist that secretly is a superhero right right right. superheroes and journalism have been tied from the beginning Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yet this feels super interesting like it's just going through and like actually this book is very readable when i get over the fact that there's vcrs everywhere (laughs) um yeah that'd have been right on the uh i don't know dvds had been out for a few years, but not as part of a yeah. But recording you know, device. it, it yeah, was yeah. So it was reasonable. It was reasonable to to make stuff. VCR yeah, yeah. jokes still, yeah. especially because the characters that are talking about it are like already adults, right? Yeah, they're yeah. not kids, right? So they're like, sure, VCRs were mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. If if the characters are in their thirties in two thousand three, they've been dealing with VCRs, right? Right, right, right. I stopped using mine in two thousand thirteen. Well, there you go. Um, I probably did around there too. Because it finally broke 
Finally and, cracked out. Yeah, mine too. No, no, no. You don't understand. I stopped using my VCR as a VCR a long time before that, and I was just using it as a support, and it finally literally broke, and I had to find something else to hold my TV, yes. I was using mine because I had a TV so old that it still had coaxial inputs, and I had to run the regular inputs into the VCR and then use coaxial cable to get the signal to the TV. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, actually... Yeah. Oh, I did that with yeah, my for a first DVD. I used to do that. And then the VCR thought I was trying to illegally copy stuff. So the screen would go bright and then it'd get really, really dark uh, for a trying while. To block and it, you. Yeah, trying to block it out. <laughs> Stupid copy protection. When will people yeah, know that that definitely, stuff never works? My, my VCR's longevity was definitely affected by the video games I was still playing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had to basically run my into the game view. Yeah, yeah I had to run yeah, my yeah. GameCube through my VCR yeah, yep. to get into the TV. Yep. In any case, um, yeah, venture number one, um, <laughs> weirdly about VCRs. Um, I'll give it three out of five slices of meatloaf with like a definite, like uh, hopeful glimmer of it going up from here. Yeah, yeah. Um, it really sets up everything. You know, you set up basically both characters, and you look like you're going to go into a potentially a blackmail situation, asking yourself who here has a heart of gold, what's this lady doing, and why is there so much talk about VCRs? Yeah. It'll be interesting because I think this ran, what did I say, three or four issues back mm-hmm. in 2003. It will be interesting yep. to see if, if they, they continue it, it, if they just do a time jump, or if they continue to make everything in that time period until they can figure out a way to bring it up into something more modern. This seems this this is like a creator project. Yeah, this right? is a creator project. So I would honestly not be surprised if uh, Farber mm-hmm. has this had this all written in oh, two thousand three, and and now they're just gonna put it out. Yeah, Jamal, who is the who's the uh, artist of the book, he's actually the public relations person over at Action Lab Comics, oh, okay. Action Lab oh, Entertainment. Cool. So you know he. We get a lot of emails from him sure. on a daily basis, and so I'm very familiar with his name. And he's worked on some other big projects too that we would know instantly yes. if we. By saw the it. way, the art is great. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. He's I really artist. like it. Again, has a real kind of uh, I don't know between the art and the colors has a real kind of like late '90s mm-hmm. look to it without mm-hmm. being too over the top. Like normal people look normal, mm-hmm. but the main character, which nobody seems to mention, is like a giant like. Jim Lee cable style beefcake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's again like I just look at this book and I'm like I I don't know what's going on exactly and I don't know what parts of this are on purpose. So I'm just like generally very intrigued by it. Do you think it's tapping into any of your nostalgia for comics of the time period? I think I think that's possible. I think like I have kind of a love-hate relationship uh with comics in the from the the 90s and the early 2000s because it's like I could – it's when I was getting into comics, so I thought they were awesome, but also I could look at them, like, even as a new comics reader and as a kid, as a teenager, look at them and be like, some of this crap is so pretentious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so intensely pretentious. Right. Like, between the late 80s and the early 2000s, it was just ridiculous oh, was how, high, quote, unquote, high concept some of these things are, and they weren't. No, no, no. They were just being – And I'm I was just like, ugh, like, why is this so bad? And yet I'm – I that's the time period that I was super into comics. Yeah. So this doesn't seem pretentious, mm-hmm. which I like. Good. 
Um, very down to earth. Yeah, and, it's actually like it's just really straightforward. Like uh, it's a, not trying to it's not trying to cowboy. front and come out and say we are the best of all the superhero action comics out there. No. A, a fire cowboy shows up and it just like it's perfectly reasonable. I like the design of the character. It's just I don't. I'm just like really intrigued by this comic. Cool. All right. Well, go check it out. It's from I think it's out this week from Action Lab Entertainment. <laughs> I think so. So uh, go check that out. And I know it's available on Comicsology and all fine bookstores. Comic book stores everywhere. <laughs> and speaking of uh, fine comic book places, Majorspoilers.com is a fine comic book place where you can go and find news, reviews, interviews, and a whole lot more, including all the podcasts that we have in the Major Spoilers Podcast Network. And um, yeah, so go check it out. We are right, we are just on the cusp. We're on the nearing the top of that first uh, roller coaster drop of the San Diego Comic Con. And so there's going to be a lot of activity over the next two weeks. Oh, man, there's some cool stuff that uh, every year I get excited about San Diego Comic-Con because it's like, oh, look at all the cool things that are going to be going on there. And like uh, there's this company that has this really cool Batman action figure. It's just like it's I don't know if you guys saw this today over on the website, but he's like this little tiny, not chibi, not I don't know how to describe it. Big head, little body, Mm -hmm. but it's Batman and it's super articulated. And I think it's made out of a metal composite, so you can move it into a position and it'll stay stay there. And it looks really, and it's got a cool cloth cape with a wire in it, so you can have Batman do his swoopy things, and mm-hmm. it just looks really cool. And it's like, man, I wish I could go to the San Diego Comic Con just to pick up that stuff or see that stuff. Or like Lego, they've got their three sets that are coming out: Star Wars, uh, Age of Ultron, and DC Comics Lego sets, and then the hard to find Lego minifigures just to go and try to get those. But then I think about all the crowds and oh. I think about the insanity of trying to cover a show from the show floor. That's always been the main thing that has kept me out of conventions is I'm, I don't do all that well around a lot of people. Yeah. So it's, it's insane. Now we will be at Nerdtacular 2015 at the end of July at the mm-hmm. Snowbird Resort in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Those events will be streamed. They will be recorded. So you can find out more about that at Nerdtacular.com. We do have a panel Saturday afternoon, so you can uh, check in with a lot of things going on at Major Spoilers. And I think I've got to send an email back to somebody because my computer was down and I was out of email for about a week, week and a half. And I need to see because on our panel, we may be giving some things away. (gasps) So you'll want to show up to that. (gasps) So I just got to double check with somebody and see if the offer is still good. And if so, giveaways. Uh, Matthew, do you know what else you can find over at the Major Spoilers website, Majorspoilers.com? Uh, well, you said news. Yep. Interviews. Yes. Reviews. Yes. Shoes. Shoes. In Tattoos. fact, there are some cool uh, Iron Man and Flash shoes yeah. that are featured up on the site, oh, about three weeks ago. Uh, that looked pretty cool. Beef au jus. Uh, beefcake. There's definitely a lot of beefcake. 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 Man. Sorry, that was Talk that about was my car. dating yourself there. There's a there's a there's a 1990 there's a 1996 reference if ever I heard one. <laughs> well, if I was good enough to date myself in high school, I'm good enough to date myself now. Major spoilers poll of the week. Oh, we have a poll of the week. We- Actually, we're going to be doing something different going forward. I, I always try to like to to mix things up, and I want to get you more involved. You, the listener at home, um, I do want you. you Not know, like us. I said, he helping want us more involved. Helping with the scripting, I want your help. Um, here in just a moment, we're going to take a listen to uh, James and have him tell us what he's looking forward to reading this week. Uh, but we're going to have you guys pick out our trade paperbacks going forward. 
all the time people are just like sending us, have you guys, why can't you guys review this? Can't you guys review this? this? And we're starting to develop a list. So if you want a suggestion for a trade paperback we should review on the show, you send it to podcast at majorspoilers.com. And probably once a month, we're going to create a poll where you get to pick from the selection of books that we review. And we're doing that right now. Can I, can I ask a logistics question sure. about this? What happens to the ones that don't make it? Do they get eliminated from the list no, or do they go back They go on the back list? into the pot. Okay. And they will eventually resurface again at okay, some point. I see. I see. So yeah, They'll people eventually have to win. Well, not necessarily. Because new things get added all the time. Because new things will be added all the time. It's like George Carlin's theory of how the Miss America pageant should run. They just come back until they win. No, it doesn't quite work that way. <laughs> You'll have an 80-year-old woman out there. I just want world peace. That's what the trade paperbacks are going to be like. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. We'll just see how it goes. Uh, we're going to we'll kick see. it off this week for our trade paperback next week. Uh, this week, we have three books that you may choose from. We have mm-hmm. Superman, Emperor Joker, New mm-hmm. Teen Titans Games, mm-hmm. and Weapon Brown, which I know is a Matthew <gasps> Peterson favorite. I love Weapon Brown. Is Weapon Brown... That's the Charlie Brown post-apocalyptic yeah mashup oh is it yeah, yeah. i was gonna say is that a greedy gritty reimagining of encyclopedia brown oh that would be awesome <laughs> right there's got to be an encyclopedia brown grows up book out there somewhere that I'm, someone sure. Has written. I'm sure it's called dexter oh maybe <laughs> that would be about right wouldn't it <laughs> encyclopedia brown it solved uh solved the the uh mystery of the, of the spinning egg killer. of the spinning egg and at the same time what was his rival what was that kid's name I, I read those Meany. books all the time when I was a kid, and I can Bugs only remember Meany like was the bad guy. I was okay. I was thinking about that. Just complete tangent today. I yeah, was yeah. tweeting out like I spent so much of my time as a like child into my teenage years Tweet. watching yes one of those things yes um, watching the uh, Disney's Aladdin TV show. Yeah. And I can't remember almost anything about it. Like, every once in a while, somebody will be like, look at this character from Disney's Aladdin. And I'm like, I, like, I barely remember that mm-hmm. character. Like, mm-hmm. how is that possible? Like, I remember a lot of Gargoyle stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I weirdly remember a lot of Bonkers stuff. But, like, Aladdin, even though I really enjoyed it, I can't remember anything about it. I can only remember two mysteries that Encyclopedia Brown solved. One was this spinning egg, egg thing uh-huh. where mm-hmm. the, the answer was that it was a hard-boiled egg and not a raw egg. Uh-huh. Right. The other one was, since Encyclopedia Brown's dad was a sheriff, right? they had to go and um, figure out if, if a guy had committed a crime or something. And um, the guy was like, no, no, I just got back into town. I've been out of town this entire time. And Encyclopedia Brown is like, you're lying. How does Encyclopedia Brown know? Quick, turn to page 87. Turns out that the <laughs> little kid was walking on top of the hood of the car and had the guy just gotten back. The hood of the car would have been really hot, hot and the kid would have burned his feet. <gasps> Those are the only two mysteries of Encyclopedia Brown that I remember. But I remember reading like, I was like four books or something of it. Or dozens of them. Yeah, I remember reading a whole bunch of those. Yeah. And I just, that's all I can remember of Encyclopedia Brown. Those two things, I remember the kid's name. one where the, the answer was uh, an eraser. I remember that. <laughs> I can because, barely remember any of the Judy Bloom books that I read growing up. Uh, I can remember all of those. Those were good. Fudge. Uh, also, fudge. Uh, Alan Mendelssohn, Boy from Mars. That was a good one. Uh, Sally Kimball was his girlfriend. Bugs Meany was the bad guy. He was the head of the Tigers. But they wow. should have called have, themselves the Mountaineers because they were never on the level. 
I just uh, I have very little remembrance of Encyclopedia Brown. There was one where they were trying to figure out the case of the skunk ape, which is apparently a local cryptid. And it turns out yeah. that the skunk ape was being carried around in a cello case by like Bugs Meanie's older sister. Mm. And it really turned out to be a rotten tuna fish sandwich. No, uh, it was a, an ape suit that they rubbed with rotten eggs. Oh, okay. And Bugs was using it to run around. Did you guys ever read uh, How to Eat Fried Worms? I was thinking about that for some reason today. No. no. I never did. Super Fudge, did you read that? I did. I read Super Fudge and also the other fudge. Yeah. I, I want to say that I either read it or pretended to read it for class. <laughs> mm. There's a lot of books like that. I heard the owl call my name. Entire book report. Never read it. Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. All right, everybody. Head over to Majorspoilers.com. Cast your vote in the Major Spoilers poll of the week, but you need to do it soon this week um, because next week we want to review one of these books. You have to get your vote in yes. by Thursday. 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 <laughs> I've decided that. All internet tweets that I read have to be done in the voice of Stephen Root from uh, oh, Brother, Where oh, Art Thou? Oh, that, yeah, that, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me tell you right here about uh, what you guys oh, are yeah. doing wrong. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sign, sign here and sing into that can over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. It just makes those mean comments. Oh, my. So yeah. much. The competition. <laughs> it just makes the internet comments not as mean fueled. Oh. Right. Oh, as I, as the governor of Louisiana, I'm now going to run for president. Oh, oh, oh. oh I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Let us uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, each week now, we're going to be asking again. This is part of the, you, the listener, becoming involved. Uh, each week, we're going to be taking a listen to one of our uh, fans, one of you, who calls in and shares what book or books that he or she is most looking forward to this week. This week, it's James Thatcher. Let's take a listen to his list. Hey, spoilerites, it's Big Jim from just outside of Hangary Teen here in beautiful Dayton, Ohio, coming at you with my favorite choices for this week's comics. Now, I know you're saying, Big Jim, it's a holiday week in the U.S. There's not going to be any good comics. Wrong! There's going to be plenty of great comics this week, and you need to get to the store to buy them. Here's my top three. Number three, Scooby-Doo Team-Up, number 11, what? Scooby-Doo team-up? Yes, Scooby-Doo team-up! Because you get Scooby, you get Shaggy, and you get the greatest secret agent of all time! No, not Jason Bourne. No, not James Bond. Super Secret Squirrel! That's right, you get Super Secret Squirrel, Shaggy, and Scooby, going to save the world one more time to stop a dastardly plot to end in World War. Number two... Will Eisner's The Spirit. I think we're all excited to see what Matt Wagner can do with this property, and I think we're all kind of hoping that there's going to eventually be a crossover with the uh, the Shadow. Hey, Matt, maybe? Maybe? Possibly? Huh, buddy? And my number one choice is... Booray! It's... Yes, my friends, Bizarro number two time. We get to see Cam Bizarro stop the mighty King Tut and his Osiris Rod. Can he do it? Probably not. But it's going to be a great week in comics, because I know I love comics, and I know you do too. So let's get back to the show. If you want to be a part of this, here's how it works. Just reach out and contact me, and I'll let you know what you need to do. And uh, then we'll, uh, we'll do it and maybe get you on in a future episode. Oh, and I did have people reach out to me already about the Star Wars stuff. Remember a couple really? of weeks ago, was it last week I said uh, I wanted to hear your Star Wars stories? 
Yeah. A couple of you have already reached out to me and uh, given me a quick paragraph about a memorable moment that you had seeing a Star Wars movie originally in the theater. Whether I'm really interested right now in 77 Star Wars, mm -hmm. although Empire Strikes Back, which a lot of people say is the best Star Wars movie, can also be discussed. Yes. Uh, and then there are people who have seen episode one. And maybe that was their first Star Wars movie. I'm interested in talking with you. Just send me a quick email, podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Just give me a rundown, real quick paragraph of your memorable story about going to see Star Wars in the theater. And I may interview you for a future project that we're working on. So yeah. got a while, but podcast Majorspoilers.com. More of you in the show. That's what I want. I remember seeing Star Wars in the drive-thru, in the drive-in with my girlfriend, Donna. And it turns out that she had a boyfriend and I had to punch him in the nose. Okay, there you go. <laughs> want to give a shout out to Tweaked Audio. Tweaked Audio is sponsoring this episode of the Major Spoilers Podcast. Okay. Tweaked Audio has some of the best headphones. I can't wait. We're going, uh, I'm going to go pick up my son, Mason. He's staying at Grandma and Grandpa's this week. Um, That's why he's not around, Rodrigo. Oh. Uh, but I just wasn't going to ask. We, well, <laughs> uh, well. We only we have can't. one son. It's like, what happened to, we only have one son. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we don't have as many we, VIPs as we thought we did, so we had to sell one of them. We, so, uh, we've always lived in the castle. Got to keep the lights on. Um, but no, he's uh, staying at grandma and grandpa's this week out in the country. And, uh, I cannot wait to hear his horror stories. Mm -hmm. uh, my there dad was, was digging up rocks the other day, walked about it. digging up rocks out of the yard. And, uh, Mason was like, grandpa, when I come out, can you teach me how to dig rocks? And I'm like, you're begging for manual labor, kid. You don't want to do this. He but doesn't, then, he doesn't know how good he has it. Yeah, exactly. But the, he found out that we have limestone. So that means lots of potential fossils. So he's excited yeah, about true. that. Uh, you know what else is a fossil? <laughs> and you can hear his crisp, clear laughter each and every week <laughs> by getting a pair of tweaked audio headphones at our friends uh, at Tweaked Audio. So many different colors, so many different styles, so many different designs. Get the one with the optional microphone. Just do that. Do that and you can thank us later. These things are engineered for durability. I'm going to be, when I go pick him up, I'm going to be taking these uh, headphones with me. I may or may not be using them in the car. <laughs> on the drive home on the drive home or sure there. son i'm listening what's that you say grandma made you eat broccoli good uh the cool thing about these tweaked audio headphones they're compatible with ipods iphones android devices all mp3 players in fact they normally cost you 1995 to 3495 but when you use the checkout code major m-a-j-o-r at tweakedaudio.com you get 33 percent off the price that's a bargain what happens if you say. use the checkout code Mayhor, M-E-J-O-R? I don't know, but uh, uh, Tweaked Audio is not going to be sending us uh, any kind of a commission off of that. So tweakedaudio.com, we thank them for sponsoring this episode of the Major Spoilers Podcast. Don't try using uh, the code Mayhor, by the way. That, that, no. I hope there's not a podcast out there. No, they wouldn't. No Tweaked Audio, they're really cool people. They are yeah. super positive every time I send them an email. They get back to us right away. And I know that people have had like problems. <laughs> Scott Johnson. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> I guess one of his tweaked audio earbuds fell into the toilet or touched the rim of a toilet or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, and he was that having checks a, out. He was having a freak out about it. And tweaked audio was like, just send you a different pair of headphones. That's how good they are yeah. with their customer service. So uh, go check wow. them out. And so uh, Scott Johnson over there at the uh, frog pants network. And putting on Nerdtacular at the end of July. Nice. So uh, this weekend, July 3rd, July 4th, 
We turn nine years old. Major spoilers, nine years old. I tell this story every year. It bears telling again. Sitting in my other house kitchen, saying, man, I'm really disappointed in some of the things that I'm seeing online. Yeah. I bet I can do something like this. And because I was using somebody else's server that I had a relationship with at the time, he was like, yeah, just sure. Go ahead and launch your website on there. And like three months later, he's like, uh, going to have to ask you to go move somewhere else because you're getting too much traffic on our server. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, major spoilers really kicked off July 3rd, July 4th weekend of 2006. And it's been a roller coaster up and down ever since. 2010 strikes me as a pretty bad year mm-hmm. where, um, Shake my head. These idiots. <laughs> hey, GoDaddy, I need to make sure we're backing up our data. Okay, we'll turn that on. We'll back it up. Okay, good. Great. Thank you. May of 2010, <laughs> right in the middle of graduation. I mean, like the graduation week at the university. I'm super mm-hmm. busy, super stressed. Site goes down. It's running real buggy, getting really slow. Site goes down. I call it GoDaddy. Uh, what can I do for you? Um... Well, you can tell me why my site is down. Okay, just a second. Well, big guy uh, from Goonies, why don't you <laughs> why don't you get someone else on the line? Baby Ruth. Uh, so he comes back like an hour later. Oh, yeah, uh, turns out your hard drive went down. Okay, great. Well, uh, put in a new hard drive, restore it from the backup. Yeah, get the backup. Uh, duh, we've been backing it up on that hard drive that we've been running your server on. What? The, I should have just run then. I should have left. You really, you really should have. And I put up five years later. Five years yeah. later, all, you know, not quite to the day. Five years later, November two thousand six, uh, we're starting to get attacked from China. One of these uh, denial of service attacks. Uh, they don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, I was so frustrated because that time there were so many hits going onto the server that they couldn't even block out IPs, uh, or they couldn't block out the country or whatever. And so they couldn't figure out what was going on. And we were down for a week and a half. I think actually in May uh, 2010, we were down for about a week and yeah. we lost about, we lost what, like, we lost about that time. I thought, I thought we lost a little bit more than that. We've certainly lost a lot of images. So, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, ironically, that's become quite the joke when people are like, Hey, I've been listening to critical hit and uh, I'm trying to find the uh, images for this particular podcast. Uh, what, uh, what happened to those gone? Thank you. Go daddy. They were eaten by spiders. I just wish the spiders had grabbed the images because then at least I could find them in a cache somewhere yeah. in the Wayback Machine. Spider cache. <laughs> but uh, no. So those are some low points mm. of major spoilers. You were, you, were, you were here in 2010. You were around for that, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I, was at a, I was at a friend's wedding. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like, yeah. and I started getting messages from people being like, the site is down. I'm like, oh, I don't know what's going on. It's like, I couldn't do anything. Oh, yeah. I mean, at that point, I didn't even have, I don't think I even had a smartphone. I'm sitting so back. I am there was sitting, like nothing I could do about anything. I am sitting backstage at graduation in front of this bank of computers as we're getting ready to broadcast this event. And I'm on the phone and calling them back like every 15 minutes to try to find out what an update was. And then I call back and the guy's like, yeah, we were backing up your site on the main hard drive. And I just remember that it's just, you know how you just get that moment where you, you're so speechless. Yeah. I just, I sat there as probably like 30 seconds of silence. Me just, just like 
dumbfounded over the stupidity of what was going on. <laughs> and the guy's like, hello? And I should hello. be busy. I should be prepping for this stuff. And I'm trying to get the site back up. And he's like, hello? Hello? And I'm just like, so resigned at this moment of failure that I'm like, well, okay. I have this download that I pulled down a month ago. I guess we'll use that. And it just hung up. Yeah. And didn't speak to them for, you know, two more days because I was too busy with graduation. Oh. I just, this, this moment of, are you, are you kidding me? Are you excrementally kidding me? It wasn't even that. I was like, at that time I hadn't even lost, I didn't even lose my crap like I did in November with them. Right. It was just like, you know how, uh, don't beat, beat animals, but you know how a dog is broken to where he's been beaten so many times to where yeah. you just kind of move and the dog is just like shrinks away, but not like yeah. runs away shrinking, just kind of, you can tell his m- mor- uh, moral, he's been dem- sure. demolished. Sure. That's how I felt at that moment. It was uh, just like. I thought that's what you said. That was what you were going to say you were going to do to your customer representative <laughs> guy at. Uh, Beat him like a, like a dog. Daddy. No, no, no. It just was like, just uh, like. You got a call from Steven Schleicher. And he's like. <laughs> no, it was just like. God, why? It, it was, it was horrible. But like I said earlier, Rackspace is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, comparatively, I think uh, putting everything in a stack of library cards and <laughs> keeping that in a dank basement would be superior to GoDaddy. I think but so. In, at this in point, in a disused bathroom behind a sign, and I don't want to. I don't want leopard. I don't want to keep like disparaging GoDaddy. But no, this no, is no, just please. this is this is my experience with them. Trying to run a server that runs your site. Now, I'm, I'm sure if you're a, a small site or something like that, it's fine. But I just faced incompetence after incompetence yeah. with them. But I'm so happy at Rackspace. These guys understand it. They get it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you guys can tell. Certainly, if you go back and listen to a Finally Friday, one of the Finally Fridays back in December of uh, 2014, where... I'm talking about my experience with GoDaddy or with Rackspace. It's like I'm ready to break down in tears because these guys are like, we're going to make this right. We're going to work with you guys. We're going to do all this stuff. And I'm just like, oh, my God, here's people that are not treating me as a big dollar sign. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was it was wonderful. So that was probably the high point is getting away from my abusive server, yeah. hosting service <laughs> provider. <laughs> and going to some, it's, all, it's like a greyhound that finds an adoptive family. Yeah. They're just Aww. so happy. That's how I feel. <laughs> happy God. Do you, do you have some high points, Matthew, of, uh, of your last nine years at Major Spoilers? Uh, I always think back to the week leading up to October 4th, 2006. Because... You and I had had our discussion, I think, in August or September. Yeah, it's probably September or something. Yeah, ra- September, and you're like, hey, well, want to come uh, right from my website? I'm like, sure. <laughs> that's exactly how I said it, too. That's exactly how Stephen talked. I even had my and, fake uh, buck teeth in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I got, got this website here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, with that very first review, first of all, uh, I think the image – as for that review took me nearly a day and I spent like four days writing and tweaking the review until I had it to where I'm like, I'm comfortable putting this review out into the world and, and having people look at this and say, this is, you know, this is Matthew's opinion of this book. He's a schmuck. 
or, you know, he's fine. And I think about that every once in a while because this weekend, I think I did five reviews in the space of six or seven hours. And it's gotten to the point now where I trust my own instincts as a reviewer to say, this works for me, this doesn't, here's why this doesn't work. Or more importantly, I have no idea why this doesn't work, but it doesn't work for me. But I remember just that that first one as being a huge kind of heart pounding, oh my God, I've been whining about comics for 20 years and now I'm going to actually put it out there to where people can look at it. And then I put it up and I'm like, okay, fine. And then the next post on the site is a Steven post that says, Welcome, Matthew. I'm like, hey, that's me. So that was kind of a, a big, awesome up moment for me. Is downhill um, ever since? Is that what you're no, saying? Oh. I think, well, I've had a lot of really good ones. The most recent one I can think of is Nerdtacular last year. Because for years and years, literally like six years, I'd been talking with you guys every Tuesday night. You know, Zach for maybe a year and a half or two, but I'd never actually physically met most of the people. So it's seven o'clock in the morning. I pull up in front of Steven's house and Rodrigo is standing there. And it's that moment where we've never actually met in person. And had this been a TV show, you could hear the music swelling in the background. And Rodrigo looks up and he's like, hey, I'm like, hey, how's it going? And that was, <laughs> that was it. And it was all downhill from there. Actually, well, it was all the uphill. And then Matthew I, couldn't breathe. And so we had to take him back down the hill. Oh, hush. You never had to take me back down the hill. You had to have somebody take me back up the hill once, but that doesn't count. <laughs> I'm old. I didn't, do, I didn't do anything. I turn around and you're gone. And I'm like, where's Matthew? And they're like, eh, they got some go-kart or van or something to yeah. take him back up. We got the, the shuttle to take us back up to the top. It was beautiful. <laughs> it's perfect. But I, I think what it, what it really comes down to is, you know, I said this uh, recently to my kid. I spend more time talking to you two than I do to my family. And so, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm not saying it is a terrible, oh, my God, Stephen is making me talk to him. I've been having these discussions that we have for years. It's just that now there are people listening to them. I'm not just yelling at other people in the car or, you know, yelling at the Internet. as it is. So I can't believe we may actually make it to 10 years. We will, for sure. Do you remember how crushed we were? Was it – 2007 that we had the temporary oh, well, hiatus? Stupid. I don't know to call him out. Stupid uh, Peter David. Uh, it happens, you know. He's like, it happens. I don't like that they're talking about my book. Threaten to sue him. That's not exactly how it was said, but essentially right. that was the... Uh, In legalese. That's how it went down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was one of those things where it was disheartening and it was heartbreaking and every once in a while, you know, during I th- what? How long were we down? It wasn't. It was like, like October, November. It's like October through February. Or something it was like four or five months. Yeah, well, it wasn't a whole long time in the greater scheme of things. But every week or so, I'd get this this email from Stephen, and it'd be like, "Hey, I'm not really a flake." And then the next one was like, "Hey, I got an idea." And he's like, "Hey, uh, I was wondering, uh, you want you want to ride for the site again?" I'm like, "Hell yeah." So then it came back around, and I'm like, ooh, it was even better after that. I think it, I think it is better. You know, I yeah. think it's better than what it was. It was a learning experience. I mean, if I you mean, look at our growth curve, I mean, it's gone up, and it's kind of flattened off, and I'd like to see it grow up again, mm-hmm. go well, up again. But uh, I, I think we need to bring more fun back into our work and include more people back, you know, get more of our listeners uh, back in and, and doing cool things. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's the last couple of years have been very stressful for me because 
You were transitioning out of your job. Yes, I was transitioning Mm -hmm. out of my job. Um, It was the fact that I was a chair, and that was like super, super impressive. In fact, I think I have been, I was the chair of that department for as long as Critical Hit was going on. Because Mm -hmm. when we started doing Critical Hit, we started originally doing it in the afternoons. And I was like, well, I'm chair. I'm going to leave. I can do whatever I want. (laughs) And we're going to go play Critical Hit in the afternoons. And uh, just the chair duties and responsibilities as the as the department grew, because not only did um, we added a whole other department into our department, we added four new programs in the department, we increased the staff by, I think we doubled our staff in the time that I was there. We doubled our enrollment in the time that I was there. Yeah, um, yeah that's the problem with doing a good job of things. Is yeah. Things start to it grow. It was, it was too much to manage. Um, because the department has media studies, web development, computer networking, Management information systems. Uh, let's see. Information assurance, which is essentially computer security. Then we just added in a computer engineering program in the last two years that I was there. And something else. Like seven programs. And now we have the, and now in the year that I've been gone, uh, the university went through a huge reorganization and now the print journalism program is also under that department. So wow. imagine wow. managing all that, all those various kinds of disciplines. Too much stuff, man. All the various types of personalities, not all of them helpful, helpful, or liking their jobs, mm-hmm. and or would come team, in and complain every day. Yeah, teamwork was not a word that they understood. A lot of them did not understand. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, trying to run a site that's growing and expanding podcasts and making everybody happy and all that stuff, and it just got to the point where I sat down with Chada my wife in uh, it's like three years ago. And I was like, what would you think if I quit my job and worked major spoilers full time? And she didn't even hesitate. She's just like, I think you should do it. You're too stressed out. And I think it'd be better for you. And it's something that you love to do. And you hundred percent, you've got my support. Go do it, do it. And she didn't even ask about how much money the company was making. She didn't ask any of that kind of stuff. She's just like, do it. And I was like, Oh, and then I waited two years after that before I finally was like, okay, I've had enough time to do it. And, you know, just from a personal standpoint, I'm working harder now than I was ever before in creating content for the site and running the site and expanding the site and doing more things. And it's, I'm much more relaxed. Mm -hmm. Do you think so? You see me almost every week. Oh, yes. Am I much more relaxed than I was a year and a half ago? I think you're even growing more hair on your head. Maybe. Maybe. It's coming back. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm really thankful to everybody who supports us because I wouldn't have been able to. I probably literally would have been hanging from a rope. No. At this point, no, if I was still no. at that other place. It was, that is not an option. It was, it was worse than, no, I can't say it was worse than working with GoDaddy. It was <laughs> almost as bad as having your website hosted by GoDaddy. <laughs> wow. Not that bad, but almost as bad. And I'm so glad that I'm doing this full time. It's, it's really, it's fun. And I think, you know, people say that if you enjoy what you do, it's never work. And it is. I mean, there are days where I'm thinking with everything that I'm doing now, how did I manage this and a family and teaching and being a chair of a, of a, one of the largest departments on campus? Yeah. How did I do that for five years? Insanity, I think is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. (laughs) 
but I'm, we're doing much more now. Do you Sometimes have some? Sometimes you can run and run and run and run and run, and you don't realize how tired you are until you stop. Yeah, yeah. Do you have some highs, Rodrigo? Uh, yeah. I liked uh, like that time when we went to Nartagular and. <laughs> You got to meet Matthew for the first time. And we yeah. went to uh, Five Guys, and I got a burger out of the deal. That was pretty good. That was pretty awesome. Never uh, been to a Five Guys except with Rodrigo. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we went. No, we went to In and Out. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, Five Guys is we no, went. With, yeah, Five Guys we ran was into the year Scott before. and Scott and his wife, and oh, I, I wasn't away. Was there back too, back. or yeah. was it? No, Ibit was there too. It was. It was Scott, his, his wife, wife I think his daughter, and. Terpster. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's and right. Then yeah. Rob, Brian, you and me. And then uh, the Spags joined us later. Right. Uh, yeah. So Nertacular is always fun. That's definitely every time we've gone to Nertacular, I've had a lot of fun. Um, what else? I I mean, for me, that, uh, you know, that whole like if it's if it's fun, it's not work kind of thing. Um, I was talking uh to my girlfriend and she were just you know like trying to figure out how the week was going to go and it was one week when i was doing munchkinland mm-hmm. major spoilers mm-hmm. uh critical hit mm-hmm. on the same week then on thursday i was doing something else but it was kind of peripherally major spoilers related and right. then that saturday we were doing a vip thing mm-hmm. and i was like i'm doing something major spoilers related pretty much every day this week mm-hmm. and she was like wow that seems like a lot and i'm like yeah, I guess it is. I just never thought about it because yeah, yeah. I don't really think about it as work. This right. is kind of something that I do that I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is weirdly doing major spoiler stuff is how I relax from work, mm-hmm. from my actual Because you can job. forget about all that Yeah, crazy yeah. Sh- I mean, stuff. it's like, and it it is, it's work in the sense right. that, you know, you I'm going to read this. comics, you get to yeah. go see a movie, yep. you get to play video well, games. Well, but but then I have to put in actual critical thought yeah, into yeah. this. Yeah, stuff, and that's right? the other thing too. There's you get preparation. Do, you get there's, your mind. there's all this prep work that mm-hmm. goes into it. I mean, it's it's a job. Mm-hmm. Like it's a fun job, but it's a job, and we think about it in that sense. We don't just we're not just like, well, I guess we're doing a podcast, so we'll just throw a topic together. Usually, all of us think critically about it, and I've heard a lot of, I've heard a handful of podcasts that kind of no, oh. that kind of do similar things <laughs> to what we're doing, right? And some of them, you can really tell that these guys aren't really thinking too mm-hmm. hard about that the media, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're either approaching it from like the generally accepted angle that most people are going into it, mm-hmm. or they're just taking a very peripheral read of it. Like, oh, I liked it. I didn't like it, whatever. Um, but I really enjoy all of the critical thinking that goes into what we do here at Major Spoilers with our reviews, with our discussions. Um, Even when Matthew and I argue, there's critical thought behind some of that. Uh, there is. There is because you guys have sat down and thought about it and your opinions don't match. <laughs> well, they don't but have to. But that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Um I think, um, plus, again, we've been doing this a long time. Yeah. I'm pretty good at this point at diffusing your fights, honestly. You think? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, if, he is. If, if I disagree. If I, no, well, here's the thing. <laughs> no, it's also been so long that sometimes I just don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes yes. I just let you guys fight it out. Yeah. Because you have to. I think it's Oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. It is good. I think it is good to work things out. Sure. And I think it's good to make things a little tense sure. and then talk through 
the situation. Well, again, it's like this is this is a group of people that really cares about media. Mm-hmm. You know, like one of the one of the things that I hate the most that crops up in discussions about media, which never happens here, but happens in other places, is when people are like, "Well, you're thinking about this too hard. It's just movies, or it's just comics, or it's just a role playing game." And the problem with that is that if everybody thought that way, then nothing would ever improve. Right. 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 If you don't, obviously, the people that are writing comics that are making these games and movies and toys and whatever are thinking about these things, maybe not as literally as they should, but a lot of them are. Mm-hmm. They're artists. It's their job to right. do this stuff and it's their job to think about this. And we, as, you know, analysts, critics, or um i guess also performers and entertainers Mm -hmm. um we uh we are also thinking about this stuff pretty hard we think about um the history of it we think about the social implications of things Mm -hmm. we think about all this other stuff and that's that's a lot of fun for me because um kind of i always you know quote unquote overthink this i always overthink things Mm -hmm. like i always have a thought process that is probably at like a higher rpm Mm -hmm, than it needs to be at Mm -hmm. any given point like i work for pbs i think about pbs cartoons way too much yeah yeah Um, word girl is deep the word girl is great um but you know i wrote i basically wrote a whole article for major spoilers on which character based on which character's on Clifford the Big Red Dog have dotty eyes mm-hmm. and which ones have circle eyes right, with, with like a, with an iris. Yeah. 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 So, it, and there's like, and there was a whole thesis there. So mm-hmm. obviously I think about this stuff a lot, but it's great to have an outlet for this crippling... Uh, hey, you like always it. say that I overthink things, so it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, you just, do. You crank that up. But what what over the... I mean, you really came on board in 2007, 8-ish... Probably whenever the whole uh, doctors on call thing was going yeah. on. Yeah, did you? I mean, basically, I was I came on board for the podcast, right? So whenever the podcast started, that's basically when mm-hmm. I officially became part of Major Spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we embraced you. Oh, and give you a big oh, hug. Oh, um, what has been the biggest surprise that you have seen, or the biggest thing that has happened in the industry in the time that you've been? here superhero movies kind of you know basically the uh, in the industry i would think the marvel's movies are mm. the biggest most surprising thing mm-hmm. um i would have you know by the time i started there was all you know spider-man had been successful and obviously there's been successful batman movies for a long time right but really this creation of the superhero movie genre mm-hmm. is something that didn't exist in you know 2005 right 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 um and now it's a thing yeah so um you know people like young people that are just starting to watch movies and get into movies and stuff right now might be surprised to realize that the superhero genre was dead yeah, yeah it was yeah. it didn't yeah. exist unlike westerns which appeared and then died Mm -hmm. like the superhero movie was the genre that never was yeah there were the tim burton batman movies and that was pretty much it right until spider-man and the x-men kind of started Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh treading on that ground 
Um, but now it's a whole thing. Like if you had ever told me that there would be a successful Thor movie, I would have laughed in your <laughs> face. <laughs> Not because Thor is fundamentally more stupid than anything else. Right. I don't think Thor is more stupid than Batman. Right. But I wouldn't believe it. I would not have believed it. Um, if you have told me that a Thor and Green Lantern movie would have come out the same year, yeah. also wouldn't have believed it. If you had told me that Thor was going to beat, beat beat Green Lantern, I would have been like, well, I guess if they're fighting over scraps, one of them has to beat the other. <laughs> but no, it was surprising. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, uh, the biggest eye-opener, and it's really sad, is just... and it's And I think it's also had to do with the rise of the social media side mm-hmm. of this is the realization of how horrible people are oh, to yeah. others, you know, yeah. whether it be uh, things that are going on to female creators or things that are just said to any, any creator, just anybody um, just has been a real eye opener and just a real, um, you know, shock and just makes me sometimes dismayed. It's just like, really people, that's how you're going to treat other people with different identities or whatever. It's just, man, I just, it, it makes me sad <laughs> at times. But again, it goes back to the comment I made earlier about the echo chamber. Yeah. And uh, that kind of happens. Uh, Matthew, what about you? What has been the biggest surprise eye opener that is that you've seen in the industry over the last uh, nine years? Coming out of the 1990s, the comic industry was in serious dire straits. And even when we launched in 2006, there was still a kind of a doldrums. There was still a desperation. There was, I mean, Marvel was in Chapter 13 bankruptcy. Marvel Mm -hmm. had to sell the rights to the Fantastic Four and Spider-Man to stay solvent in the late 1990s. And things slowly started to turn around. And about 2004, 2005, we started seeing an upswing. But right now, Maybe the and you know people say things like this all the time. I am not a person who says this. I do not say this on a regular basis. So please take into account when I say that this may be the best time in terms of creativity, in terms of diversity, in terms of the characters and the actual amount of regard given to the comics industry that have happened in my lifetime. I mean, we are seeing these books taken seriously as literature, taken seriously as art. And yes, you have the movies that are coming from the books, but the books themselves that are putting out are some spectacular stuff. Yeah, have also had and a even just a few change. years ago. Yeah, a few years ago, DC relaunched their whole line. They relaunched 52 monthly books, and in those books they had one single female creator. They had no writers of color that I'm aware of. They, I think they had a few artists. but Well, when and it, even, in, even in the reboot, they got rid of all of their, yeah. uh, all you, of their ethnicity lost. in their comics. Yeah. Yeah. And it was back to a whole bunch of blonde guys. And, you know, at this point in time, there are diverse characters, diverse creators, diverse points of view. There are comics out there that are unapologetically in-your-face activist comics. There are books that are like, here is a point of view that comics have never dealt with before, and we're going to write a story about it, and you're going to either love it or hate it. And mm-hmm. if you hate it, well, there's the door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, there's, there's some genuinely good, impressive discourse going on. Now, There's still a lot of room for improvement. There's still a lot of room where there could be more diversity. And the feedback from it 
uh, from us, the fans, anytime Marvel sends out a teaser is, oh, this is going to suck. <laughs> well, I mean, we just heard that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. what it really comes down to is you can get away with these type of things. You can change up your Hulks. You can change your Green Lanterns. You can make Sam Wilson Captain America, much deserved after 40 years in the Marvel Universe, by the way. Um, you can take all of these risks and you can take creative risks because the industry is in a stronger place. There was a time in the 90s where I really thought that comics were just going to stop. There weren't going to be any more comics printed. And whatever stories we had were going to either move to a new medium or they were somehow just going to be all about, like, stamp collectors. There really aren't new stamps anymore. It's a, it's a forever stamp or a pre-collectible sheet. Oh, no, they have new stamps all the time, man. <laughs> new stamps. It's like, you know, you don't have the thing where it's like, oh, look at this. This is an, an upside-down bouncing Betty or whatever. I, I suppose do. now there are, well, for a long time, there are stamps that are specifically aimed at collectors right. so right. no longer is stamp collecting yeah you just go down to the post office and say give me a give me a sheet of those uh collectible right. stamps right 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 it used to Not be you know st thing. when stamp collecting started a, a thousand years ago yes like mm -hmm. there weren't deliberate like the post office wasn't deliberately putting stuff out for collectors right. now they are right like comics are basically yep, exactly. with, like yep. hollow foil covers and Yep, mm -hmm. a thousand variants. People always ask us, uh, you know, why can't you do more? Why can't you do this? Why can't you do that? Why can't you do this? Why can't you do v more video? Why can't mm -hmm. you do more streaming stuff? Why can't you cover this? Why can't you go to this convention? We're trying. Why don't you cut your hair? Why don't you live up there? Why don't you do what I do? See what I see and what well, I care. You know, the, you know, the worst comments aren't the ones that are like, you know, Stephen, you suck, or Matthew, you suck. Those aren't the worst comments. Mm -hmm. Those are generally aimed from us, aimed at the other. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we get those, we get those every day before and after the show. So right. during, if we're the, not the careful. worst, the worst comments are. You guys should be more like blank. Oh, <sighs> I do, I do. It does frustrate me because we are, we are dudes, and I think that's part of what has made major spoilers. Successful. Rodrigo's unusual perspective on the world is what, first of all, gave birth to Critical Hit, but it also gives me pause when we talk about, you know, a movie I've seen a hundred times or a comic book that I've read a thousand times. And Rodrigo will say one thing, and it'll be that moment where he completely takes that one screw out and deconstructs everything just by asking me, hey, did you ever turn your head and look at it like this? Yeah, I'm talking about comments of people like, hey, you guys should be more like Nerdist and do this, this, and this. Or you no. guys should be more like Rocket Boom or whatever the uh, yeah. other people we're are. Not it's like, we're not We're not them. I mean, we're doing we're our the own other thing. Guys. And you have to realize that these other companies have yeah. funding from other sources, mm -hmm. right? They're either owned by a corp uh, corporate backer, right, of some kind. Uh, Nerdist is owned by Lionsgate, uh, or I'm um, legendary. Sorry, le legendary. Um, so yeah, we don't have that kind of thing. And I'm kind of happy that we don't have that kind of thing because if we did have that kind of thing, we wouldn't be able to do the things that we are doing now. In fact, some of it would probably be chucked out the window. Yeah. It'd be so, a different, different setup. I think those are the hardest comments, but we're trying every day, everybody. What is that? The, the line in, uh, in Pulp Fiction. I'm trying. I'm trying every day to be a better person to provide well, you guys with more stuff. I'm trying, well, Ringo. It's great because, I mean, that's the thing with, with comments is you can never win, right? Right, right, right. I right. mean, we, but, so take that. It's like, let's, it's like you guys should be more like this thing. 
And then sometimes we'll do something like top five. When we started uh, top five, people were like, this is a ripoff from this other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, n- no, of course it is. Lists have always existed. Right, right. Like, <laughs> it's it's okay, guys. There can be more than one show that does lists, especially right. since top five, all we do are lists. Right, right. But yeah, so stuff like that. I mean, like a great example of that is Critical Hit. Mm-hmm. We get... It's great how basically every negative comment that we get is then canceled out by another negative comment. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, why is like we get something as like I can't believe that I just listened to an hour long combat. You guys right. should take combat out and just give us like a synopsis of what yeah, happened yeah, in yeah, the fight, yeah. right? And then like simultaneously, or not simultaneous, but like. Three One. weeks later, they'll be like, I can't believe that I've listened to four episodes of Critical Hit in a row and there hasn't been a single die roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys need to think about the fact that this is a game yeah, yeah. and throw in more combat. And it's like, well, you can't please everyone. Yeah, so yeah. hopefully, yeah. That's, that's just what ends up happening is the people that hate combat trudge through the combat and then they're like, I hate this. And then it's like role playing for a while. Mm-hmm. And they're happy. Mm-hmm. The other people get mad. And then we give those people a combat. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's like you can never win. Right, you can right. never please everyone. Right. And, yeah. So Stephen Root is basically my. My. Uh, uh, oh, oh. my exactly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's just so funny. Uh, anyway. Uh, so what's what's happening in year 10? Well, uh, always going to try to do more, try to give you more, try to uh, uh, get more people to sign up for the VIPs. Obviously, right. in the last year, we have really cranked up the amount of videos that we've been doing over on our YouTube channel. So we're going to continue to do that. We'll experiment with some other uh, content in video form. Uh, like I said, if we can get enough uh, VIPs, we'll do this as a streaming video. I got a, I got a sad email today, but uh, we're going to be – which is going to require me to do some more work. But um, – I'm going to start, we're going to start doing at least once a, once a month contests to give stuff away. And I've got a really cool one with this uh, company coming up, but now I've got to go and quickly build the contest. Um, but we'll get that taken care of. So look for that in the next couple of days. Really cool, real cool prizes, uh, some artifact statues and some other things that are going to come down the line. Um, so more contests. Always promise that this year we're going to do it. At least 12, but maybe more. I mean, I'm thinking more. I think we can do two or three running simultaneously. But the only way we can do that is by having more people participate. So if there's a contest and you want to win cool stuff like Lego or statues or comic books or whatever, you got to participate in that kind of stuff. And if we can get more people to participate in those kinds of things, uh, the better off everybody will be. So um, we want to hear more from you. We want to see more of your comments in the comments section, all that kind of good stuff. I haven't decided whether to bring back the forms or not. If I bring back the forms, it won't Ooh. contain any of the old stuff. Mm-hmm. Problem with yeah. the forms was um, Big spam too much trap. spam. Oh, yeah. 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 Just, I mean, it was inundated Shh. like probably four or 500 spam robots an hour were coming yeah. in. And it's yeah. just too much to handle for the site. So, And it was all like shoes and countertops. I know, Nike shoes and countertops. Kitchen, I yeah, kitchen yeah, counters. I, I couldn't figure that out. Why suddenly that? Well, yeah, why are we the kitchen counter spam people? <laughs> you know, why can't we get hot Russian mail order brides? No, we get freaking baseboards. What is that about? Bigger and better, always trying to do more, always trying to create more, all for you, our most favorite people in the world, our listeners, our fans. 
our major spoilerites all around the world. We love each and every one of you. Yes, each and every one of you. Even you. Even you, yes. Somebody's, Especially you. Somebody's eyes just got all teary. They <laughs> love you. I love you guys too. <laughs> Stop crying on the subway, Mela. We love you. <laughs> no, we do love everybody. We love all of you. And we'd like to get to know more of you. I mean, we know we know how many people are visiting the site on a regular basis. We know how many downloads we're getting. And we are seeing a fraction of you con- reach out to us and contact us. We know when you're sleeping. We know when you're awake. We know when you've been bad or good. But we want to hear from more of you. So get on the podcast posting page. One thing that I've already implemented, this was a great idea from uh, Rob Walsh, who runs uh, Libsyn.com. Uh, he's the one that sets up a lot of our commercial stuff that we have in the shows. Um, he was like, look, you need to put, instead of uh, up at the top, putting in the address where people can find it because it's, it doesn't show up in any of the iTunes notes, the link to the show. You need to put that right as the very first thing in your show note liner. And you need to include the phone number on the second line of your show notes. Here's the cool thing. If you're on your iPhone right now, you can open up the show notes for this episode. You'll see the phone number for the Major Spoilers Hotline. Push on that. Your phone will automatically call the Major Spoilers Hotline, and you can leave a cool message for us. Yeah. We are doing Finally Friday, which is our live streaming show. We'll be doing more of that with more guests, more phone calls, more awesome peoples. Yeah. This year... uh Zach on film transmogrified yes, into it did. a new beautiful butterfly. Yes, it did. I'm trying to set up an interview for next week. Um, actually, we don't have a Zach on film this week. I was trying to set up an interview for this week on Zach on film. Uh-oh. Whoops. Has to do with Star Wars, though, and it's really cool because I think there's a movie that has been sitting around and being shopped around for like seven years now, and it's finally coming out this year. In fact, I was reaching out to the guy saying, can I do an interview with you? I want to talk about this process that you're going for through Zach on film. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got busy doing other things. And then I finally found, cause one of the big questions is when's this movie going to come out? And then finally, just like two weeks ago, it's like the movie's coming out. So nice. set Yay. that up on an interview on Zach on film. So always more doing more and uh, growing more. So like I said, uh, I'm so happy to have everybody here. So I know that everyone else who works at major spoilers is not here at the moment, but thank yeah. you, Becky. Thank you, George. Thank you. Uh, Wayne, thank you, Chris, thank you, Jason, and Ashley, and Zach, and Otter. Missing? Uh, Bruce, and Rodrigo, and Matthew, and uh, Mason, who does Kitty. a lot of our videos, Rob, and Brian, and thank you all. There's probably some others that I'm forgetting, but sure. just because I'm forgetting them, everyone knows I'm terrible at names. That's true. But. He calls me Rodrigo every single week. Oh, no. I don't call you Rodrigo. I call you something much. <laughs> That's much. not forgetting the name. Much. Anyway. Also, uh, thank you, everybody, case, for being with I, us. Thank Steven you. For, and I turned 45, so we're officially old now. My mom, she came the other day, thought she'd be a smarty pants. Mm-hmm. I know she's listening because uh, she was commenting since uh, Mason's staying with her this week. She was... She listens because I always talk about how awful the broccoli was that she made. Mm-hmm. She commented, oh, that's not how I cook broccoli now. Man. But she was trying to be a smarty pants and going, do you even know when you and your wife were married? I'm like, yeah, I know when we were. September 20th. And she's like, do you know what year? I'm like, uh, no, not quite. Which is, you know, better than what I was two years ago when I couldn't even remember our anniversary. Oh, cool. Then I was like, mom, do you even know how old I am? And she's like, yeah, you're 47. I'm like, no way, I'm not 47. (laughs) 
for the last three years, she has forgotten how old I am. She's forgotten when my birthday was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny. Well, you've been out of the house for a long time. I've been out of the yeah. house. I've been out of the house longer than I've been in the house. Yeah, there you go. So there wow, you go. That's scary. But my I love mom, me. my mom, like every once in a while, she's like, how old are you now? And I'll tell her how old I am. And she's like, wow, it's so weird that you've passed me. <laughs> like, I just stay the same age, but you keep aging. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah, pretty soon here you're going to have to put me in a home, mom. <laughs> uh, yes, I will always be older than Matthew. That's the main thing. That's right. By three months. No, and yet I, 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 I honestly, I honestly don't, I honestly don't, um, don't feel super old. No. Well, except when I got on the treadmill today and I was like, oh, I didn't get enough sleep last night and I can't do this anymore as much as I, I feel like I've slowed down a little bit mm-hmm. in my old age, which I guess is the first sign of old age. No, the just, first sign of old age is forgetting your anniversary. No, no, no. That's just not caring enough. Oh. <laughs> my, years this is, I've been this is the cool thing. This is the cool thing. I've and I've said this before. My wife is super, super awesome for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. But one of them, if I could do a top five of the things that are awesome about my wife, mm-hmm. number five would be she doesn't care a bit about ceremony ceremony at all. When it's like, let's get married, she's like, yeah, let's just do this in my parents' backyard. I'm like, okay. You know, keep it small, keep it simple. Didn't even have a cater, cooked it all ourselves. You know, just really simple right. stuff. So it's like, I don't care. We're not, you know, she, she's like, she's the first one to say, we are not buying anything for each other for our anniversary. We're not mm-hmm. getting each other anything for, she doesn't care about Valentine's day. She doesn't care about any major holiday. She doesn't care about any of that stuff. Nice. And she's fine with it. And it's like, whoo, because I know that there's some people that, you know, you forget the, uh, anniversary right. of your second date right. and you're in the doghouse for a week. My wife, she is just wonderful. And she's like, I don't, you know, we're together. Who cares? Sure. I mean, so she's it's, awesome. it's nice. It's nice when, people that care about dates mm-hmm. end up together yeah yeah yeah. because then yeah they can have a thousand anniversaries mm-hmm. over the course of a year mm-hmm. right it's like first date mm-hmm. actual wedding yeah yeah first time they met each other's parents right first right. time each other's parents disapproved of the other one <laughs> you know just to give each other, each other little gifts <laughs> you know it's, it's great it's great when you have yeah, yeah. two people that are into that but when you have one and the other yeah, it's it can be a problem. Well, I got to tell you guys, it's good that we're wrapping the show up talking about my wife because major spoilers wouldn't be where it is today yeah. without the support of our significant others. Right. And my wife, like I said, literally three years ago or four years ago now, I guess, because it's been a year since I haven't worked at the university. She was just like instantly. Yeah, you should quit. You should go do that full time because that's what's going to make you happy. Wow, man. What a wonderful person. Wow. I should get her on the show. Too bad we have a kid running around. She was actually going to be an alternate on Critical Hit at one point. That was really? yeah. There's a there's an alternate reality where uh, my wife and Matthew's wife yeah, both were on the show instead of Robin Bryan. <laughs> yeah. Actually, awesome. actually, I have the original graphic that we were originally going to use. Uh, the the podcast was going to be called Major Spoilers Dungeon Crawl. Mm-hmm. So like that is that alternate reality. I just assume, and it looks exactly the same except instead of Critical Hit. It says Dungeon Crawl yeah, on yeah. it. Yeah, that's wow. crazy. That's crazy. All right, everybody, we need to get out of here because, like I've said time and time again, I hate for shows to be running too long. And uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you for being wonderful, and thank you for reading comics and loving comics because we know that you love comics, and we do too. And we will talk to you again next time 
And we'll have the same discussion next year when we turn 10 and again when we turn 20. So there you Hopefully go. Hopefully not the exact same discussion. I bet it's going to be the exact remember. same. Hey, you guys remember? Uh, you guys remember that time that Stephen said that I was mean? I say that every day. Well, do you remember it? <laughs> I said, if I had the X-ray vision of a Superman, I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew, he kicked my butt out on the corner. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such huge hands? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler, what a major spoiler. If I'm Star Raven, it's like a man of iron. I might not be surprised to find that I might actually have the heart cold to follow an entire storyline. Would I really even need to read upon all those escapades? I mean, who needs such distractions when your sister's such a babe? But the downside is such a beast. Being shot up in a fine be in the Middle East with a King Santo and soldier. What a major spoiler, what a major spoiler, yeah, 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 what a major spoiler, whoa, 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 what a major spoiler. This podcast is copyright 2015 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.